Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are. And by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. At the start, I want to reiterate the difference between God's creation of animals and God's creation of man and woman. Then we will ask, and at least begin to answer, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? As we have been saying, when you get to your Bible and read Genesis chapter 1, paying attention to detail you will see that all the other creatures are made according to their kinds, whereas human beings are made in the image of God. And this distinction helps us refute evolution, which states that man evolved from apes. Genesis 1 verse 21. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. Genesis 1 verse 24. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. Genesis 1 verse 25 says, God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. You heard it. Kind, kind, kind. Then Genesis 1 verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Nothing is said about man or woman being made after their kind. Again, we have this sharp contrast between animals and humans, as it were, between apes and man. I say this to say that man did not evolve from apes. Woman did not evolve from apes. We are a separate and special, a unique creation among all that God has created. As we saw last time, God having counseled within himself before he made Adam and Eve. Here, let me say something about this word kind. To do this, let me quote from our friend Ken Ham and his very readable commentary on Genesis 1 through 11 with the title Creation to Babel, which is actually written with great illustrations for families with young kids. It's a beautiful hardcover book and very useful in family devotions. He says, The implication is that each kind of animal was created to reproduce its own kind. And that's what we observe today. Dogs only produce dogs. Cats only produce cats. Elephants only produce elephants. And so on. One kind did not and cannot evolve into a totally different kind. Now, there can be great variation within a kind because of all the information God placed in the DNA of the original animals of each kind God created. Close quote. He is right. I have never seen two dogs produce a cat. Have you? 
but I have seen many different species of dogs. Two of my favorites are Boston Terriers and Golden Retrievers, if you are a dog lover. The reality of different kinds has implication for the true story of Noah's Ark, found beginning in Genesis chapter 6. Christians are regularly mocked and scorned for believing Noah really built an ark and took two of each kind, male and female, of every land-dwelling, air-breathing animal on board. Skeptics say there would be too many animals. They would never fit. Ah, but this criticism is not true. Ken Ham again. Creation scientists have determined that, in most instances, the word kind is referring to the family level of classification. So only two of the dog family, and two of the cat family, etc., were on the ark. When we work out how many kinds were actually needed, we find at the most only around 1,400 kinds were needed. For various reasons, many creation scientists believe there may actually be only 1,000, or even less, land-dwelling, air-breathing kinds. So there would have been plenty of room on the ark, unquote. So once again, when we dig in and do the actual research, we can prove God and the Bible to be completely accurate. Listen to God's instructions to Noah in Genesis 6, verses 19 and 20. And listen for the word kind. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, and of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. That, my friends, is exactly what happened, and we can support it with our research on kinds. All right, that is related to our conversation on evolution. All creatures are created according to their kinds, but human beings are created in the image of God. Animals are not made in the image of God. Only people are. And so, what does it really mean to be made in the image and likeness of God? It cannot mean that God has a physical body. Each one of us has a physical body, and unlike the animals, we do not crawl around on our hands and feet close to the ground. We do not walk on all fours. We stand erect and sit and walk upright. God has designed the human body to be able to do this. The next time you make a visit to the local zoo, make a point of going to see the chimpanzee enclosure. Watch how they move around. Then, be honest, do they walk like we humans walk? I do not think so. If you have an evolutionist with you, ask them about this difference between you and the monkeys. Anyway, we have a physical body, but God does not. Listen again to Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, one of the three persons in the Trinity, and he says this about God. I'm reading John 4, verse 24. John 4, 24, 
God is spirit. God is spirit. He is not limited to a body like we are. This is why God is unlimited and omnipresent, present everywhere simultaneously. He is with you where you are at this moment and here with me at this same moment, even though we are not together. And the last time I checked, we cannot be in two places at the same time. Can we? That being said, as theologian Bruce Waltke writes, when we look into a mirror, we see a certain reflection of God. Eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to communicate. The biblical mirror of God validates this inference by using such anthropomorphisms as the eyes of God and the ears of God. Yet God is spirit, not corporeal, and so in his substance, he differs from us. Let's do a little Bible study and find scripture that speaks of how what we do with our physical body does relate to God. God sees. This is Proverbs 15, verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. God hears. This is 1 John 5, verse 14. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God touches. This is Genesis 32, verse 32. Therefore, to this day, the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. God also laughs, smells, and of course speaks. We do all of these things. Although God does not have a physical body, he is not corporeal. Being made in his image means that in doing these things, we reflect something of his being. Furthermore, we use our minds to logic, to think, to reason, and to make decisions. Like God, we have intellect and sensibility. And we use language to communicate. We communicate both simple and abstract, hard-to-understand concepts. Animals do not. When is the last time you had a running conversation with your pet turtle or rabbit or guinea pig? Someone might say, my parrot bird never shuts up. Yeah, the bird can parrot you. They're smart. But can your feathered friend carry a two-way conversation? He can say, Polly wants a cracker. But can he tell you about his day when you get home from work? Or can the pet bird talk abstract concepts? No. Only human beings made in the image of God can do these things. God is a social being. We are social beings because we are made in God's image. We relate to others in speech and in friendship. And we do so reflecting, like in a mirror, the Trinitarian God who does not exist in isolation, but in relationship. God in three persons. Well, much more can be said about this, but I have time to add one more. As we said when we talked about the environment and the responsibility God has given us to steward it, being made in God's image means we have his representative authority here on earth. God is king and he makes us his vice regents. We are his image bearers with dominion over all his creation.
So this is what it means to be made in the image of God. And again, this penetrating truth and awesome reality is only true of people, not animals. We are not who we are because we evolved from ape-like creatures. We are who we are because God made us this way. More next time on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.